it's that time in the cycle again. With the U.S. stock market approximate to all-time peaks, we think folks should take a moment or two to reassess their comfort with current exposures to market risk. Not that it isn't always a good time to be sure that an upset market doesn't cause an upset stomach. Seems it should be easier when times are good to take stock of current fortunes, weigh that tally against future spending needs, and see if one might want to turn the risk dial a bit in one direction or the other. Decisions in this regard are perhaps easier to make when times are good, but when there seem to be more than a few reasons to worry about a turn for the worse. We've spent a good bit of time talking about inflation lately, trends in which seem to continue to roll along in the hotter but not too hot realm. But just as an errant heat dome that can scorch normally rather balmy and wet regions might not have been considered an improbable outcome of heightened climatic activity, one cannot rule out the potential for stronger-than-hoped-for inflation to settle in and bring discomfort to investors. After inflation, we have the emerging Delta variant of the COVID-19 virus threatening another global surge in infections and death, with the potential for lockdown extensions, even expansions, to rein in the recovery. Stock prices might turn about in the face of waning growth as a result. Speaking of, stock price valuations, at least here in the U.S., arguably reflect a generous dose of going-forward growth in corporate profits that may not be realized. China, Iran, North Korea, and Russia likely won't soon cease poking the West for fun either, and many see a disaster in the making with the Tokyo Olympics just around the corner. Now, ah, well, that's all just more of the huge. With, perhaps, the exception of the quite exceptional nature of the pandemic, that list reads pretty similarly to any other list we might have created over the past 20 years. Yep, there's always something to worry about. There's always a reason to want to cut and run from the market. A bit vexingly, most seem to think of the how-much-market-exposure-should-I-have decision in binary terms. To be invested or not to be invested? That's generally the question. And that's the troubling thing. Such thinking results in market timing, and most observable approaches to market timing tend to leave folks worse off in the long run. Far better, we think, is to ask how to be invested. And the answer we're looking for is one that defines to what extent should we be invested in global equity markets, and how might we seek to offset the generally greater risk of stocks with a generally tamer exposure to bonds. Admittedly, that don't-time-the-markets phrasing might seem a bit inconsistent with the earlier idea that market peaks present a fine opportunity to address exposure to risk, which many might read as, well, sir, might you not wish to reduce your exposure to risk? But I wasn't suggesting a change should be made. I was suggesting a thoughtful attempt should be made to see if any changes in attitude toward an acceptance of market risk might be warranted. See, when markets are at peaks, we tend to be more comfortable making such decisions, even as reducing exposure to market risk might ultimately, quote-unquote, leave some money on the table. On the contrary, periods when markets are in turmoil, when many may find themselves least comfortable with exposure to risk, are exactly the moments when we should stay true to existing plans. And those plans just as was the case in March of 2020, might actually include our boosting exposure to equity market risk on account of the fact that the drawdown lowered our exposure below our target levels. Of course, one could argue it's just as difficult to pull back exposure to riskier securities when they seem to be doing so well. Why not let it run, you might ask? Well, 
One might find it easy to affirm current exposure to markets, but one must simultaneously accept that the potential downside remains the same, only that the dollar amounts associated with that potential downside are now greater. That is, we may be richer, but a 20% decline is a 20% decline. The more money we have invested, the greater the absolute dollar amounts of losses associated with future market declines. An interesting side point, it often helps to frame risk in terms of absolutes as well as relative values. As another example, it can be a bit easier to think in terms of the expected dollar amount needed to support one's well-being and retirement. We can take that number and even inflate it a bit to account for, well, inflation, and to provide a bit of cushioning for emergencies and other unexpected spending. Those dollars can be summed to an eventual total that can be compared to present savings. Now, Suppose those two numbers are pretty close. One might wish to continue to take on an aggressive amount of market risk, perhaps to potentially produce excess monies for the next generation, or provide for other gifting or extra spending in retirement. On this flip side, one could acknowledge the successful funding of one's retirement and rein in risk in order to ensure that the success you've achieved doesn't turn to failure if the market becomes disagreeable over the medium term. Thing is, there are lots of ways to work through the math of current and future savings, retirement spending, and eventual gifting. Expected risk and return are core to that math, with that level being dependent on balancing individual tolerance for that expected risk against the expected returns required to meet financial goals. As, or perhaps even more important with regard to meeting long-term financial goals, a proper risk tolerance assessment seeks to ensure Again, much as can be done in advance, that you are comfortable with the potential for declines in portfolio value based on current exposure to risk, so that when such declines may occur, you might find yourself more comfortable sticking to the plan. Your advisor, of course, is here to provide the support you might well need in seeking to ensure all that math ultimately works out in your favor. performance is not indicative of future results. The foregoing commentary is not presented as an investment recommendation. The approach described may not be right for everyone. No one listening to this commentary should take our comments as advice specific to or appropriate for their individual situations. Individual circumstances should be taken into consideration when determining a suitable investment approach. All investing carries risk.